What's the deal with lifts? <laughs> I feel like I should be standing up yeah, in front yeah. of a crowd. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. All right. I was getting into a lift the other day. There was about like 10 of us getting into a fairly small lift. Mm-hmm. And it's like, this is post-COVID. So also like Seinfeld would not have worked as a show mm-hmm. post-COVID at all, Why? I think. Why? But let me, like, that's, okay. that's, yeah, that's yeah, an sure, aside. Sure, 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 sure. Why do we not work out who should get in the lift first when we're all standing outside the lift? <laughs> like, why do we wait until we get in to push the button to, like, work out, okay, uh, you're going to get out last, so you're getting in first. Instead, we wait, everyone gets in, and then we go, oh, yeah, I'm on that floor. And then suddenly I'm getting out first out of the lift, and I'm right at the back. Not me, because I wait and get in last all the time. Okay, hang on. I'm let a me just see if, man. Let me just see if I've got this right. So you're suggesting... Yours. That was Ferris Bueller. Okay. You're suggesting yes that every time that we bring back Dorman group <laughs> every time a group of people mm. of over a certain number of three. people okay yep. every time a group of three or more people are waiting for an elevator yes they should in the time that they have waiting for the elevator yes. Discuss amongst themselves what level they're going to. Yes. So that it can then be put in order chronologically and then people can file into the lift in the reverse of that order. Yeah. And one person can be in charge of pushing all the buttons. I think that that's the sort of thing that would probably take off in like Japan or like Scandinavia. You know, those countries that are like where society thrives on like... Order. Order. And people being organised and everyone being polite but, and adhering but, to the unwritten codes and rules of the but society. But I think that we should make this a thing. Like, hey, hey, oh, hey, hello. Let's not engage in small talk. I got into a lift today and the old man said, going down. I was like, bro, bro, you are with your wife. Like, you, she's not laughing at this. I'm not laughing. This is not your f- five minutes type five moment. <laughs> what? Why I was, was like, it? what is this reference humor you're doing? You're in a lift. Like, just be in the lift. Wait, Don't talk wait, to me and try wait, and do wait, small talk. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait. Why was it a problem that he was with his wife? Because uh, who was he making to the joke to? Well, he was just making casual conversation with you. Like, yeah, okay. it's annoying and of a certain generation, but, like, letting you know that he wasn't no. a threat? I don't know. No. <laughs> sure. He's letting me know that he wasn't a threat, as all old white men. I'm not a threat. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> What's just going on? But I do think that when you are, okay, you arrive to the outside of the lift, there's five people standing around. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, are you guys going to the top floor or halfway? Mm-hmm. So instead of engaging in small talk with people that probably most people in Australia are not engaging in small talk. Yeah, anyway. like who are, we are, who are very these? bad at small talk. But, but what we should be doing is engaging in important logistical talk for the next <laughs> part of our journeys. Firstly, so that one, you don't have to scooch past someone and go ass to ass and touch butts, especially in this post-COVID era. I feel very strongly about <laughs> that this could know. be a great Seinfeld bit. <laughs> and it's not landing as much as I thought it would. The thing is, with what's happening here, is you have both 
Someone at home is just nodding along in their car and going, <laughs> yeah. fuck yes, Travis is right. <laughs> you have both created a problem that doesn't exist. Yes, no, and then it does exist. No, because firstly, I don't know anybody who, when they're waiting for a lift, is engaging in small talk. So this idea that like we're expending useless energy on all this small talk in lifts, that's it's not happening okay. with the regularity that you what think What happens it is. when you arrive at a lift? You just stand there. Awkwardly. Yeah. There is like dead air of time that we could be organising the lift situation. No more should the front of my pants brush against right. anyone okay. else's. So what I pants. feel like has happened is you've had an uncomfortable physical encounter in Multiple. a lift recently, and you need to unpack that with your therapist. You don't need to bring it to the nation <laughs> as something they're doing wrong. I just and that you that have the solution for. Because I feel more uncomfortable about the idea of every time I stand waiting for a lift, some busybody who doesn't want to, like, <laughs> accidentally get brushed is going, and what level are you going to? And what level are you going to? And, okay, and there's some... You don't think out. that would be helpful? No, terrifying, <laughs> awful, I hate it. Because you know what happens in Australia when you give someone Someone's a modicum <laughs> of power straight to White their head? White woman would love this. No. No, this is how people get – they get drunk off power. They've got a clipboard. Suddenly it becomes a job we that people We should carry clipboards around. No. People are getting paid. Suddenly they're unionising. Like, it's this such a slippery oh, slope. Oh, oh, So now you're union breaking, are you? No, I am very – I am a lefty. I'm very pro-union. I will not cross the picket line. But Except- I don't think this is a job <laughs> – that's a job that requires a union. It used to be a job. No, there used to no. be lift operators. You mean like a... Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. that was because when lifts were new technology... Were death traps. And they were so complicated yeah. well, to operate. They are still death traps because of my levels of anxiety of getting to a lift. And I would love to pay someone... I would tip. I would... Okay, I wait, would initiate wait, wait, tipping wait, in this country. wait, wait, wait. Wait. What? What <laughs> job? Like, what do you think the lift operator did when he when there were when that was a job? Bing. Yeah, they pressed the buttons. They weren't getting out of the lift when it arrived, uh-huh. finding out what floor everyone was going to, corralling them into a queue in order of how they ha- were having to depart the lift. Ushering people on. Yeah. No, he was just Jobs the door change. was opening, people were walking in, and they were going three, seven, five, nine, whatever, and he was punching him in. And he was like, You guys sort yourselves out. I'm not this is not a daycare. I'm not putting you into a queue. Point of order. No. You have really this is <laughs> you have upset me. You have one. crossed the line, sir. <laughs> okay. I open a new building. No. <laughs> This is about thirty idea. stories. Okay, sixty stories. What's the yep. tallest? How many? What's the tallest building in Sydney? Seventy-two stories. Oh, that would be very tall. Oh god. Oof, oof. I used getting... to work on the twenty-fifth floor of a thirty-two-story building, and I used it was a lot. I couldn't right. think about it. Thirty-two stories. Okay. Lift. Mm-hmm. There's two lifts, mm-hmm. and there's an old man standing mm-hmm. out the front of the lift all the time in his little lift jacket. <laughs> You and your five colleagues that work on different floors, but you, you know, we see him. He asks, Oh, where are you going? Oh, yeah. He just, he goes, he walks in first, pop, 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 pop. Then steps out, lift goes up, comes back down. He calls it back down. You guys get in. It's not efficient. 
it sounds it feels more efficient no, to me than this t- no. this like awkward lift dance that we've been but doing. But also, you and I have been together to some fancy new offices recently that have you put your floor in before you call the yeah, lift. Yeah, yeah. So that the lift that's coming is only going to your floor. Yeah. 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 And I feel like that's the future and we just have to wait for that to get here or exclusively go to meetings in those buildings. Well, this this comes back to like the rise of technology and like another thing that I have an issue with. Oh, AI is taking artists' jobs. The government is getting robots to do military work instead of... It's been happening for quite some time. Yeah. Instead of getting the like toilet cleaners to not have to clean toilets. We could have robot toilets cleaning themselves. Where is this going in relation to the lifts? I just think that we <laughs> what could... Is, how is this related to the lifts that go... I just think that we could be much more organised as a society. And th- part of the problem with our society is Mm. that we don't have to have awkwardness. Okay. Disagree. awkwardness seems to be inbuilt into the way we do things. Because you have a problem with the way lifts run now. They make you feel awkward. Yeah. Your proposed solution makes me feel awkward. Get an old man. (laughs) No, that makes me feel awkward. Oh, like having to talk? Yeah. Having to... Yes. So you would rather have to brush against someone because you got in and pushed the button and then moved to the back of the lift. I feel like one of the few benefits of being a woman in a public space mm. is that when a certain type of person isn't going out of their way to, like, molest you, people, particularly men in public spaces, are very keen to go out of their way to be not seen to be touching you in a confined space. So they're going to rub their butts on you before they're rubbing their butt on me. So I don't really So you are throwing me into the butt on this one? Yes. All right. Yes. Let's cue music, shall we? (laughs) (laughs) Caitlin and Travis are unstoppable. We are unstoppable. We are unstoppable. If you try and stop us, I will come to your house. And fight with your mum Cause we're unstoppable Now I'm kissing your dad <laughs> Do you ever go by Kate? No, I hate it Katie Nope Katie Lynn My mum sometimes calls me Katie Lynn Okay, that's cute Yeah Anyway, um, I have a little itty bitty of a ditty for you <laughs> In this segment recurring How long did it take you to come up thing. with that? <laughs> Don't interrupt me while I'm introducing this segment you can, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to talk to you about the Mandela effect because I mentioned this of like something that we could do as a here's this thing. And yes. you were like, Oh yeah, I don't know what, what that is. Like I You're like you think I you know, know that it's a thing, but I couldn't explain it. Could you explain like what you know? Just to get me like I think it's out like the zone. it's it's where like collectively as a society we believe a thing happened Mm. or that something is the way that it is and it turns out that it's not and never has been historically and it's called the Mandela effect because it has something to do with like we all believe that Nelson Mandela was in jail for 55,000 years and he was only in jail for two weeks or something so that's not no he was in jail for quite a while Mandela effect is all about false memory false memory that's a much better way of explaining there is a theory around it that kind of 
goes further than it just being f- about false memories. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. The, the, it's a type of false memory that occurs when many different people incorrectly remember the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the reason it is called the Mandela effect, there is a widespread false memory that Nelson Mandela died in prison oh. in the 1980s. Oh, wow. Dun, dun. So, what is the phenomena when you find out that you you are not Mandela affected? That what? That you have the real memory? Yeah. Like, I know he didn't die in prison. I remember when he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so this is, this is what some people have come up with as a, like, extrapolation of the theory. Yeah, no, I understand that. But, like, yeah. I, there's that... I want to know what Mandela... There are multiple universes or there were multiple universes and for starters let's call it universe a and universe b i didn't realize this was the explanation and within that at some point in the last 50 years those universes merged and the people with the false memory that nelson mandela died in prison are from universe a and the people with the real memory that he was in prison for a few years and then came out alive. Came out alive, are from Universe B, our universe. Which does make me a little bit sad that we're not Universe A in this explanation. I mean, to be fair, we were born. I was born in eighty-seven. You were born in eighty-eight. So even if we were in Universe A, we mm. wouldn't have memories of him dying in the eighties because we were either not born or we were infants. No, but it's like you so have we could a still memory have memory been- of you hearing about Nelson right. Mandela dying or like right. the story that you learnt at school. Being right. Nelson Mandela died. The term Mandela effect was coined by writer and researcher Fiona Broom when she created a website detailing her recollections of former South African president Nelson Mandela dying in prison in the 1980s. So the chick who came up with this theory came Built up with website. it because <laughs> she, she... She truly believed... So is she? Why she is she just not a dum dum? Is she just not a dum dum? <laughs> so this whole theory has sprung out of the fact that this chick misremembered or like got confused about when Mandela died. Well, so you thought that the theory the that was based around he was only in prison a couple of weeks. Maybe, uh, no, maybe the version of Caitlin that is in this room <laughs> came from Universe C. No. <laughs> I just made that up because I was like, I know that it has something to do with Mandela and something to do with him being in prison, Mm. but I wasn't sure of the specifics. So he was in prison for 27 years. That's a bloody long time. Uh, He became president of South Africa in 1994. Was he in prison when that happened? I don't think so. Okay. So Broom thought she remembered international news coverage of Mandela's death in the 1980s and she found other people who shared the false memory. Or were they just humouring her because they didn't want to say that she no, was a dumb No, 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 no. I'm going I'm to hit a few cool examples and then jump back through to explaining a little bit more. People remember Looney Tunes mm, yep. mm-hmm, being spelt T-O-O-O-N-S, but it's actually spelt Tunes, T-U-N-E-S. Yeah. Yeah, which one are you? I think I'm Looney Tunes. Like, I think I remember Tunes. No, Tunes. I don't know. This is really fucking with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you, do you remember a children's book? 
The Berenstain Bears. The Berenstain Bears. Yes. Yeah. I now, how would you spell Berenstain? Berenstain. Weird. Well, see, I know this re- one. Yeah, right. So it's collectively we remember them being the Berenstain Bears, yes, which do. is S T E I N. Yes. But apparently, in reality, they're the Berenstain Bears, yeah. which is S T A I N. Makes no sense. Berenstain name. Disgusting. Berenstain. What is that? Yeah, yeah. So I remember Berenstain. I remember Berenstain. Yeah. Yeah. Curious George. Lovable monkey. Yeah, doesn't have a tail. Was never had a tail. Has never had a tail. Yeah. This one I find interesting, Fruit Loops. Okay. How is the fruit in Fruit Loops spelled? Uh, double O. Yeah. Yeah. Famous. 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 Show with uh, four ladies in New York. Sex and the City. Miranda. Yeah, we, yeah, Sex and the City. Yeah, but people yeah, erroneously people. call it Sex in the City. See, mm-hmm. this is the thing. I think people are just making mistakes and trying to make it a phenomena. But multiple people are all making the same mistake yeah. and believe it with all of their heart and mind and body and soul. <laughs> Pikachu. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pikachu's tail. Yeah, Pikachu's tail does have dark at the end of it or something. What's. Yeah, so apparently. Many of us clearly remember that his tail ended. The end of his tail was black. And it's not. It's not? No. It's the bottom of it? Yeah, the base, like where it attaches to his butt is brown. Yeah. But. Don't, I don't want to see. No, I remember the one on the left. We found your universe. Yeah, yeah. Is there a hyphen in Kit Kat? No. (laughs) Yes. I don't want to be wrong. Stop <laughs> asking me. <laughs> okay. I feel like this is a very American. Did the Monopoly man. Are, you on the, are we on the same page? We're on website? the same page, yeah. Oh, why, why are you taking over my bit? Well, no, I was just interested. I was just helping. <laughs> oh, this is one of my favorites. These two, actually. So in one of my all-time favorite movies, Casablanca, Casablanca is known for there being a line that everybody says as being from Casablanca. Yeah. And, like, if people are doing a joke about Casablanca, they say... Play it against Sam. Play it against Sam. That's not the line. It is never... That line is never once said in the film. Okay. Ingrid Bergman's character says, play it once, Sam, for old time's sake. Yeah. And... It's not as good. <laughs> apparently, Darth Vader never says, Luke, I am your father. He says, Luke, no. call me daddy. <laughs> he says, no... I am your father. Right. See, and this is again where I lose in Jaws. We're not, we're going to need a bigger boat. That's what Mm. Roland's ringtone when you send him a text message is, we're going to need a bigger boat. Mm -hmm. Doesn't say it in the movie. You're going to need a bigger boat. Well, where does the ringtone come from? Someone else said it. C3PO has a silver leg. Yeah, only after he goes in the, when he gets pulled apart. All right. What? No. Forrest Gump doesn't actually say life is like a box of chocolates. He says life was like a box of chocolates. Or we could be. So we, this is hello, the Clarice. He doesn't say hello, Clarice in Silence of the Lambs. He says good morning. What? Hello, Clarice. <laughs> Freddie Mercury doesn't actually say of the world at the end of We Are the Champions. What does he say? He doesn't say anything. 
He says it in a live recording from Wembley Stadium, but it's not in the actual original recording. So this is what I mean. This is not a collective memory from a split-off universe. This is just people making mistakes, misremembering movie lines... And then turning it into... It's like, you know, when, 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 when a story gets away from you and you're like, oh, I'm trying to save face here and I'm just trying to cover up, cover up, cover never up never happened story. to me. And... It's certainly not, sir. And you go... And then it's away from you and suddenly there's a whole internet theory and phenomena and other people jumping on board and it's like, I was just trying to get out of looking like an idiot. And now there's a fucking theory of split-off universes. Oh, all right. Oh, case closed. You've just explained it away. This is trash. Okay, so I want to pick apart the, like, you you were saying case closed. No parallel universes, alternate realities. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I think they oh. definitely could be. I just don't think that this is as strong an evidence of that as we've been led to believe. Okay, so some thinkers, myself not included, argue that the Mandela effect provides evidence for the multiple universe theory some physicists people with degrees phds argue that this is a uh extrapolation on string theory and use that to argue that there are infinite possible universes and that this false memory isn't another universe paralleling into ours this is us having memories from alternate universes i probably wouldn't have like critiqued so hard on this theory if if you you had told me if i hadn't have said the word phd if you had told me that there was some science behind it or some scientists you seem angry (laughs) well i think you've you've let me uh make a fool of myself yet again I think what we need to bring back into, like, the world is hard copies of encyclopedias. <gasps> like, yeah. Yeah, yeah because yeah. This, this, I think, is something, like, that we can use to combat false memories. Because anyone can write something on the internet. Yeah. Like, you can just publish. Yeah. As I am want to do. Yeah, I mean, you publish a lot. Yeah. Well, no, but also, like, false things. Yeah, you may just make shit up and put it on the internet. Yeah, it's the internet. That's what it's you for. You had a whole podcast that you pretended was a documentary and, and, and was just you making stuff up with your friends. I don't recall that ever happening. But this thing, like, we were taught as kids. Kids, the, kid, I'm going to use kids these days <laughs> are just like, they are all over the internet. Mm. And, like, I feel like I, as a person, started using the internet when I was, like, six or seven no. no. At school? No. You weren't on the internet at school? I don't, you're like I don't six think or seven, so. I was like in year three or four. I started fucking around with the internet. What were you doing? There wouldn't have been anything on there. I was on Live Journal. Live Journal? There wouldn't have been anything on there. What do you mean? <laughs> when was Live Journal started? Don't fact check me. March 1999. There's no way. Okay. Yeah. No, no there's no way. Um, no, but okay. In when, in like year four and five, mm. I was building websites at school. No. I built a, I built you're, a Pokemon website. You're Mandela affecting your childhood. <laughs> no, yeah, you are. I could probably, I can probably find my old oh, website. No, I definitely no. can't find my old website. But I think like with 
the age where I was, at, where we are at, mm-hmm. on the internet, mm-hmm. we were taught, one, don't fucking trust anyone else on there. Yeah, yeah, everything's Two, yeah. do not trust the information on there. Yeah. And three, do not go to rotten.com. Ever again, Travis, you're not allowed <laughs> anymore. <laughs> Mum saw me and was like, what is this? <laughs> but I think the youth of today, the young... The My daughter would not be happy when I called her tub girl if she had been on the internet in the early 2000s. No, no, no. Uh, which I do think that this ep- this podcast could morph into a uh, early 2000s nostalgia internet show. Be more than happy with that. But what I'm saying is we need to bring back hard copy encyclopedias so that we have a track of real information because we can't trust what is but all of these things all of these things that we were going through yeah. as examples of the mandela effect all of them happened pre-internet largely so we should have if we all collectively remember boxes of fruit loops mm. where fruit was spelt a certain way mm-hmm. or versions of casablanca where they say this line or whatever. The movie, we TV. We should be able to fact check it. We should be able to. Yeah, I think yeah. the ones that are song lyrics or movie lines or TV lines are just people misremembering yeah, them and yeah, then yeah, them yeah. getting quoted so often people will then hear them back, quote them, but they haven't seen the film. But like the other things, like the Berenstain Bears, like we should be able to find a copy of the Berenstain, Berenstain Bears if yeah. it existed. Yeah, yeah. We should. Surely people have tried. The other one that I've heard a lot is like the Mother Teresa one that people are like convinced she's a saint. But the memory that they have from her being canonized is from the 90s when she was still alive. And you don't, you can't canonize people who are still alive. That's just people being like, oh, that Mother Teresa, she's a saint. And taking it literally. When you can say that about anyone, and it doesn't mean they're a saint. Okay, this, this, is, this is one. Okay. When does Bambi's mum die? In like the first 30 seconds of the film. No. It occurs 40 minutes in. (sighs) (laughs) You're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) Fuck, you got me. You got me. You broke my noodle. (laughs) Is your noodle okay? It's fine. (laughs) I mean, I haven't watched Bambi since I was a very small child. Bambi? I haven't watched Bambi. I haven't watched Bambi since I was a very small child and I found it very upsetting. We also weren't allowed to watch it at home because my brother cried every time it came on. When did he cry? In the first. I guess seconds. at some point in the forty, <laughs> 40 of the minutes first in. Minute. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, but what I what I think is like we need hard copies of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like from someone or, we can trust. Or 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 getting a bit tin hat here. Uh huh. I see. I get more radicalized to... every time <laughs> I hang out with you, which Good. is too frequently. Is, what I do to all white girls. <laughs> is the internet and the cloud-based storage and all of that digitizing of everything, is that just the master plan of whoever is in charge of the multiple universes mm-hmm. to be like, we're going to have to make this whole thing heaps easier to keep track of, no more going through rec- physical encyclopedias and ripping out the pages just put everything in the cloud and like if we need to update something because the universes have merged again it'll be heaps easier but i think this is where we get into like sort of other theories where it's all a simulation 
and like matrix theory and all of that sort of stuff where we're living inside. Isn't it enough that I just tried to suggest that a powerful and possibly sinister invisible force was at work in society? I don't think I'm ready to go. We are living in a simulation yet. Aren't you? No. Next time on Katana. <laughs> are we living in a simulation? We find out. Dun 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 dun. bum. I don't know if you know this, Travis, because I don't bring it up at every possible opportunity and I haven't sent you many screenshots of it, but we were recently named Up and by Spotify. Yeah. Premier Broadcast platform oh okay the world over yeah and good friends of ours no they're not we know like one person who works there up and coming comics mm. we were the second podcast in that playlist what are you doing gang signs <laughs> just thieves can't <laughs> we were the second podcast yes, in the little in it was the like up and coming podcasts up and coming comics up and coming comics yeah yes which means Yes, you are a funny woman. I'm. If I'm not already there, I am well on my way. <laughs> okay. What I have for you today. Oh, my God. For what I think may be the final test of whether or not you are a funny woman. I feel like the light should dim or something. Where's Grant? Is a blog post. Oh, wow. Okay. Speaking of things you shouldn't trust on the internet. Uh, this is a blog post called 10 Signs Someone Is Lying. <laughs> 10 Signs what? Someone is lying. <laughs> now, I want you to tell me the story about you and HG again. Yeah, human lie detector Travis DeVries has read one blog post and is fucking ready to go. Out the gate. Let's go. Do you want to hear what the um, the ten signs well, are? Well, I feel like then I'll try not to do them if yeah. I know what they are. Yeah, yeah. So you can try and trick the lie detector. You're going to have to keep calm. We've got to, we, we should actually get a lie detector in here. Grant. <laughs> Grant, get us a lie detector. Samuel. Sam. One, a change of speech patterns. Oh, wait, two, two. I thought we were going to... You Don't you want me to not know it? I know. I want you to know it. I want you to sweat. Oh, my God. Okay. Change of speech patterns. The use of non-congruent gestures. I don't know what congruent is. Like consistent. Yeah. Not saying enough. Okay. That's never a problem. That's saying too much. <laughs> okay. Arise. What? You can't, how can you... What is that? What is this metric? <laughs> uh... <laughs> Uh, unusual rise or fall in vocal tone. I don't know what that could be about. <laughs> Direction of their eyes. Oh, what does that mean? I don't know. It's I feel like really uncomfortable with eye contact, though. So. Covering their mouth or eyes. I was literally just scratching my mouth. <laughs> oh, my God. Excessive fidgeting. <laughs> I have ADHD. How stressed are you right now? I'm so stressed. Finger pointing. <laughs> Literal or figurative. Self-identifying oh. as a good liar. I mean, no, I don't think I'm. Yeah, no, that's, that's a fake. Is it possible to sell if someone's, tell if someone's lying? We're going to find out. Tell me the story again. Um, about 12 years ago, I was working on HG from Maureen HG's, a book. Mm. Uh, it was the fictional memoir of HG's life. 
because HG is not a real person. He's a character. What's his real name? Greg Pickaver. Greg with an I. Where's the I? G-R-E-I-G. Greg. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> <laughs> no. This, too many details. Oh, okay. You oh, never asked me his real name. Contact. You never asked me his real name before. So no, I, I never. I, I haven't brought it up. Yeah. And we were on tour mm. for two weeks. And at the end of the two weeks, we were saying goodbye to each other because we weren't then going to see each other again ever. Have you seen him? Have you seen Greg again? <laughs> Once. Did he remember you? He's like, that's the funny word. <laughs> and it's, no, we were. I was going to a meeting with him. How stressed so he are you knew, right now? Very stressed. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Why? You know, like. If you've got nothing to hide. No, but I feel like this is an impossible test to pass because. Do you feel like. Like, you're I in, like, do all of those things on the list when I'm not lying. Do you feel like the room's getting smaller? No, the room feels the same size. Okay. I was like wondering if it felt like a holding cell or anything. <laughs> That's a false mirror over there, by the way. It's just a window. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, anyway, and at the, <laughs> like the end of it, we were saying goodbye and he was like, it's been, a it's been a I have ADHD. I move all the time. I do a lot of the pod like this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't, don't do that. I do a lot of the pod like this. <laughs> he said, it's been a pleasure. You are one of the funniest women I've Do you think met. he says that to all the girls? Probably. Do you think he, like, after any, like, little PR tour that he does, I don't know how many PR tours he's doing. I don't think he's written a book since. Yeah. Do you think, like, meets a chick, hangs out for a bit, and he's like, you're one of the funniest Seems ones. like a weird flex, if I'm honest. For him? Like, it just seems like a weird way to, oh, yeah. like, compliment someone. Mm-hmm. Like, not everybody wants to be funny. Like, unless he's just some, like, master reader of people. And he was like, this chick wants to be funny. And if I tell her she's funny, she's going to ride this for the next 10 years. 12. 12 years. <laughs> and he just picks... For everybody he meets, he just picks whatever that thing is for them. Can you tell me a little bit more about your time with Grig? <laughs> uh, we went on a tour. Yeah. We started in Sydney. Yeah. And then we... I don't know what order we did it, but we would have been in Brisbane and Melbourne and Adelaide. Did you guys, like, have breakfast together? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. We yeah. were together every day for two weeks. Coffee? Yeah, a lot of coffee. What did what sort of coffee did Greg take? Long black. What sort of coffee did you take? At that I was time? big on. I wasn't drinking a lot of caffeine, mm. and uh, so I was drinking hot chocolates. Cool. Did you guys have any other like conversations? We had a lot of conversations. We were together. Small for talk. Two weeks. Anything? Anything about lifts? A lot of really stupid stuff. I accidentally met his sister at one point. We never talked about lifts. How can you accidentally meet someone's sister? This was interesting, right? We were. We were between events and we were in Melbourne, which is where he's from and where his family lives. And we were walking. We just had some time to kill and he was like, let's go for a walk. So we went for a walk on like Port Melbourne on the beach. And (laughs) what are you doing? I'm just checking that Port Melbourne is a place or if it is something you've made up. Is this a web of lies you're weaving? And then suddenly there's a woman on the other side of this main road. Greg! 
like like waving and screaming and he was like who is that oh and he like was like oh and i was like well maybe it's just like a fan and he was like no she like my the fan people who know me for being famous like the fans Mm -hmm. call me hg they don't call me Greg. He was like, this is someone who knows me personally. And then she's like running across the street. And it wasn't until she was like right up in his face that she was like, oh, Denise or whatever her name was. And he was like, oh, Caitlin, this is my sister Denise. And like, that I just, it was so weird because if I he's saw- He's not like hard of sight. I mean, he's a man of a certain age. They're all, yeah. But yeah. he like genuinely didn't recognize her. And I was like, if my brother was on the other side of the street- mm. And was like, Caitlin! Like, yeah, yeah. Your, bra- your, your, your Brad, your father didn't recognize My Brad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, is hard of sight, he though. He is hard of sight. Yeah. Thought I looked like your brother. And, I mean, you do. You have a similar... I mean, like, you both... We're very close. unique snowflake of a man. You both are bald. Okay. Shaved heads and very bushy beards. Okay. All and right, you'd yeah. be the same height as him. Okay. So, you know. Anyway, it was very this very weird interaction where she, like, talked to us for a little while. And I really got the sense that, like, he has nothing to do with her. <laughs> and she was just, like, so happy to just, see him. It's like he's just off on his yeah. merry little comedian things. She was things. like, what are you doing in Melbourne? Why are you here? Why didn't you let me know you were coming? And he was like, oh, Denise, I didn't even recognise you on the street. Like, <laughs> who are you? Yeah. All right. Okay. I'm All right. This is getting very interrogation-y. No, no. I do believe that this, this is true. I... Uh, not that, like, you had anything to prove to me. <laughs> Chose the wrong time to drink. Uh, <laughs> but what I, what I do want to do is see if you know how to deliver a good joke. Okay. Mm. Lay it on me. Can I tell you a joke that my two-year-old told me on the weekend? Sure. <laughs> They've just discovered knock-knock jokes. Uh-huh. So you, This will be good. Knock-knock. Who's there? Hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Who? Eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what I want to what I want to do for next time. Okay. <laughs> is send you on a masterclass. No way. No. The whole premise of this podcast <laughs> is that we don't have to do anything. We could have a way I more interesting, a way <laughs> more successful, a way more popular, a way more important podcast. We could have done those things and we said no to those concepts. We want to do the lazy podcast and that is how we've ended up with this shit show. Caitlin, what? You do this one thing for me? No. Do you know how many do- things I do for you in, in a day? In a week? Just one thing, no. Caitlin, for me. No. You are not as cute as you think you are. Oh, stop that. You look like you're having a stroke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh, how to write a joke in seven steps. What? Why do people give this prescriptive advice? Okay, all right. Before we fuck off out of this episode, this is the first of a quick step-by-step guide to help you get started writing a joke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Find a comedy teacher is step one. <laughs> like, get fucked. It's like, no, wait. That's wrong on a number of levels. But also, like, someone who's Googling how to write a joke is doing that <laughs> yes. because they can't or won't find a comedy teacher. Like, that should not be the first step. Like, hey, dum-dum, have you thought of this? <laughs> have you thought about finding a comedy teacher? and A comedy mentor, a comedy elder that you can... <gasps> this is our next business. Mm. We are comedy mentors. You can be a comedy elder if you want. Comedy coaches. Comedy coaches. 
No. Travis and Caitlin are comedy coaches. Comedy. <laughs> we can teach you how to be funny. In in five simple steps. So we beat this blog post. <laughs> Masterclass article had seven steps. We can teach you in five. And for only... Twice the money. Thirty nine and eighty five a month. I don't know how much Masterclass. Oh, they're... The expense. There's, there's a chick named Roxy Jasenko. Do you know who she is? No. She's like... She started a PR agency when she was like 23. She's in her 40s now, sweaty Betty. She's like the PR guru of Australia, but she's also kind of a gross Botox influencer herself now. Lots of money. Husband went to jail for insider trading. Like kids both are multimillionaires because they she have businesses. Sounds like a keeper. Horrible. Anyway, she's just started selling a masterclass. Do you know how much it is? On masterclass? Or yeah, on oh, masterclass. Wow. Yeah, yeah. 40 huh. grand. 40 grand? Yeah. What? Yeah. That is – who is doing that? Who is paying for that? Not me. And that's why you don't have a very good comm strategy. This is a money laundering scheme. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. This is nothing. Well, it's uh, it's not a money laundering scheme, but it's definitely Ponzi adjacent, I would say. Yeah. Steve Martin has a masterclass. I wanted to send you on that one. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, I could yeah, do yeah. that from my couch. Yeah, he is a – It was his birthday He yesterday. is a wet newspaper of a man. A wet cigarette? Yeah. No, he's a wet newspaper. <laughs> Wait, what are you referencing? The That you like wet cigarettes of men. Yeah. Yeah. He's a hottie. Oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 But older. Mm. Like I saw... It Although was he has been old. Forever. Yeah. But I saw a clip of him yesterday because it was his birthday yesterday. I saw a clip of him on Instagram. Happy where birthday, he had, Stephen. Happy birthday, Steve. Where he had <clears throat> brown hair. And I was like, no, this no, is not doing it for no, me. No, he has been old since the Three Amigos. Yeah. Hmm. Parent Trap. He was not in Parent Trap. He wasn't he? No, not Parent Trap, sorry. Father of the Bride. No. No, no, that's not the one. Parenthood. Parenthood? Yeah, Parenthood. What's Parenthood? Oh, my gosh. This is, this is a movie we need to watch. Oh, my God. I watched this so many times when I was a kid. It does not seem like a kid's movie, but for some reason. Anyway. It was a different time then. Thanks for listening. Travis and, and Tra- Caitlin. Our Unstoppable is a weekly podcast. Sometimes we Independently a produced by Travis and Caitlin. That's us. You can follow us on all of the cool social media sites at our handle Unstoppable Pod. If you want to get in touch with us, you can email hello at unstoppablepod.com. Oh, we totally understand if you find this annoying and have stopped listening. Huge thanks to both of us for our use of a theme song. Caitlin and Travis are unstoppable. And to Aves for their track, funny thing about love. Leave us a review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're listening. Unless you're listening on an old boot that you found at the bottom of a well Because that's not gonna play podcasts Put it back in the well <laughs> Put it back in the well Hit the bell or follow icon to make sure you get notified when we drop a new episode Wiki 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 wow Hey Caitlin Yes Come stop us again Sam <laughs>